Life Audio. Do you sometimes doubt if you're truly hearing God's voice or if it's really your own? Or have you been in a season where it feels like He's completely silent? Have you been praying for a way to learn how to hear His voice more clearly? Hey friends, I'm Rachel, host of the Hearing Jesus Podcast. If you are ready to grow in your faith and to confidently step into your identity in Christ, then join me as we dig deep into God's Word so you can learn to live out your faith in your everyday life. Hey friends, welcome back to the Hearing Jesus Podcast. I'm your host, Rachel Kroll. Today we're continuing our devotional study of the biblical content that we're walking through in this introduction to the gospel series. And it's been such a blessing and a privilege to walk through this content with you. If you're just joining us, we're in the end of Matthew chapter 8. And so I would encourage you at the very least to go back and start at the beginning of chapter 8 or perhaps the beginning of this series. I think that will be really helpful for you. I'm reading from the NASB starting at verse 23. It says, when he got into the boat, His disciples followed him, and behold, a violent storm developed on the sea, so that the boat was being covered by the waves. But Jesus himself was asleep. And they came to him and woke him, saying, Save us, Lord, we are perishing. He said to them, Why are you afraid, you men of little faith? When he got up and rebuked the winds and the sea, and it became perfectly calm, the men were amazed and said, What kind of man is this, that even the winds and the sea obey him? This is a story that I think for many of us is pretty familiar. If you've been part of the church for any length of time, I feel like there's lots of teaching on it within the church. But if you're not familiar with the story, let me just point out a couple of things that I think are helpful to remember. First, many of the disciples were experienced fishermen. This is taking place on the Sea of Galilee, which is a place that they spent a lot of time. In fact, these were the very waters that they grew up on. And they are used to harsh weather. As professional fishermen, they're used to harsh weather. It was part of their life. In in fact, the lake's low elevation, which is at least a little over 600 feet below sea level, it provides typically relatively year-round mild temperatures, mild weather. However, it's surrounded by a mountain range to the east and to the west. And so those mountain ranges rise over 2,600 feet from the level of the lake. And that's an infamous area where there's an east wind that blows over the mountains, particularly during the spring and the fall. So as a result, what would sometimes happen is there would be a sudden violent downdraft from the mountains and there would be storms that could produce waves of seven feet or more. It was easily able to swamp a boat. But yet none of that was foreign to these professional fishermen that had grown up on these waters. See, this wasn't any ordinary storm. The words that you see there, violent storm, in some translations it'll say fierce storm. It actually refers to a storm that is more like a hurricane. And think about that. Hurricanes were not normal for the Sea of Galilee. This was no ordinary storm. So as the disciples start to worry, you can hear this desperation in their voices as they are feeling overwhelmed with this fear of drowning. It it felt like they were going to drown. Fishermen who knew these waters, who were familiar with storms, who were experienced in keeping these boats afloat, it felt like it was going to all fall apart. And yet what did we see Jesus is doing in verse 24? It says he was sleeping. 
And I used to just wonder, like, was he just a heavy sleeper? Wasn't it rain getting on him? Was he just ignoring them? What, what was going on? But here's what was actually going on. If you were traversing the Sea of Galilee by night, this was a very common experience for fishermen. In fact, they even had specific nets that were used throughout the night. And the boat was even equipped for cooking during these night-long commercial fishing expeditions. There was enough room for a person to lie down in the stern and sleep when they were not on duty. These boats were bigger than I think what we've probably seen in Sunday school. And so there might have been a ballast sandbag for a pillow. It it actually makes sense that somebody would have been sleeping. And we know Jesus was fully God and fully man. So after a long day of ministry, he was likely exhausted. He was sleeping. That's the man part. He had human needs. And so as Jesus gets up and immediately calms the storm, the fear that they had was now replaced with peace. And they at once recognize a couple of things. They recognize his power over nature. Now, there's something deeper I want us to consider and recognize how the original hearers of this audience would have understood this and also how the disciples themselves would have understood this. These were Jewish men who knew the Torah. All Jews knew the stories of the Torah. And what they knew was that Yahweh, God with us, he was the only one that had control over nature. What they were witnessing was God's presence in that very boat with them. So what does this tell us? Well, it doesn't tell us that there's not going to be storms. It kind of tells us the opposite. There will be things that surprise us. There will be storms that take us off guard. There will be storms that we didn't see coming, things that don't make sense, things like we feel perhaps we should be prepared for because of our experience or that our community has prepared us for. Things that feel scary and overwhelming and things that we feel helpless against. There's a promise in all of this, though, that we see right here in these scriptures. The promise is Jesus. See, the promise isn't that there won't be storms in the life of a believer. In fact, the promise is that Jesus is with us in the storm that he has control over the storm. And even when it feels like you're going to drown, his very presence is enough to calm our hearts. I don't think that this promise leads us to this place where we can just hold on to the boat and hope that everything will be okay. Instead, I think the promise leads us to this place where we can truly experience peace because he is with us in the storm. He is with us, Yahweh, God with us. And it's that promise of peace that comes despite the chaos in our lives, inside of the chaos of our lives, because Jesus will never leave us alone in the boat. So given that insight, I'm going to go back and reread this handful of verses. It says, when he got into the boat, his disciples followed him and behold, a violent storm developed on the sea so that the boat was being covered by the waves, but Jesus himself was asleep. And they came to him and woke him saying, save us, Lord, we are perishing. He said to them, why are you afraid, you men of little faith? Then he got up and rebuked the winds and the sea, and it became perfectly calm. The men were amazed and said, what kind of man is this that even the winds and the sea obey him? Father God, we thank you for this perfect picture of how there will be storms that catch us off guard in our lives, but that there's a promise there that you are with us in that storm. Lord, I pray for my friend today that perhaps is in the middle of the storm. Or perhaps they just came out of a storm 
or maybe it's just a matter of time before they head into a storm. God, we recognize that there are storms in this life because of the fallen world we live in that we do not understand. We do not see coming. We don't recognize the, how we even got there. But God, help us to see that you are with us in the storm, that you will never leave us alone in the boat. And in fact, you are the only one that can calm these storms in our lives, that you are the one that calms the chaos. So Lord, I pray that as my friend is maybe perhaps experiencing some chaos in their lives, that they would experience your presence and the peace that comes from knowing you. God, I thank you that you care intimately about our lives. And I pray even right now for your presence to be among those situations. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Okay, friends, we'll talk tomorrow. Hey, friends, as we lean into a new month and we continue to learn and grow together, there's a couple resources I want to make sure you know about so you can take advantage of. The first is our Patreon page, and the link for that is in the show notes. And on the Patreon page, we have a couple things. We have a dedicated space that is for discussion, for asking questions. You get easy access to me where we talk about things. We hold each other accountable. There are resources that go with the show, like a journaling prompt worksheet download for every single adult show. We also have family discussion guides. And what's really been neat about those is that on the kids show every day, I talk about the same content that's on the adult show, just taught in a way that kids can understand. Then the family discussion guides create an environment for you to process that information with your children. You can use that at the dinner table or even as part of your devotional routine. There's some suggested prayer and activities and things to help you connect that content to the appropriate age for your children. So all of that is on the Patreon. Also, there's some prophetic words, extra videos, transcripts, all those kinds of things. The second is on our website. If you go to shehears.org, there's a shop resources page that has my Bible studies that I've written, links to different journaling Bibles, note-taking Bibles, all sorts of resources to help you grow. And then also on our website, we have the coaching section. If you are finding that you need some spiritual direction or life coaching, that is available for you as well. And that's really good to help you process what you're learning. If you're feeling stuck, if you need to work through something, if something just isn't sitting right, or if you want to teach this content and you need to help develop a plan, I'm available to help you do that as well. Again, all of these are resources to help you grow in your spiritual life and hear God's voice more clearly. I want to take just a second to thank the team at Life Audio for their partnership with us on the podcast. If you go to lifeaudio.com, you will find dozens of other faith-centered podcasts in their network. They've got shows about prayer, Bible study, parenting, and more. Hey friends, if this podcast helped encourage, empower, or equip you in your walk with God, I would love it if you would head over to Apple Podcasts and leave me a review. That's the number one way you can support my show. You can also join our free Facebook community or Instagram page where I share inspirational tips, bonus content, resources, and prayer throughout the week. Hey, I want you to know I'm praying for you. Know that you are so loved. Keep going. Keep going.